Hello and welcome to the Best of Fives, the show that is about anything that can happen anywhere and can be with anyone. Today I am joined by my lovely wife Ulrika. Hello. And Dave slash Smitty from other Neozaz shows. Hello. Today's topic is going to be um, the bad movies that we have that are guilty pleasures. So it is the top five movies that we think are bad movies, but they're still guilty pleasures and we'll still watch them and we'll get into how we, we selected all of this stuff as we go. So, since I'm hosting, I am going to say we're going to talk about a little bit about how we made the selections before we actually get into uh, the, the top five list. So, um, let's start with Dave. Yeah, so this was difficult because uh, <clears throat> there are not a whole lot of movies that I consider bad that I also consider guilty pleasures. There's movies that I've enjoyed but won't necessarily watch again. Okay. Know, right? Yeah. Whereas I feel like a guilty pleasure is something you'll go back to. Right. right. And, and for me, that was one of the criteria yeah. for me was like, I have to own this movie in order right. for it to be considered a guilty pleasure for me, right? Yeah. Because it, that's something that I need to have around where I sit on the couch and go, I've had a shitty fucking day. Let's watch this. Yes, I know it's trash, but my eyes just need bleach. Right, right. Yeah, so something that, that I have seen several times, I don't necessarily have to own it, but I will watch it right. time and again. Um, there were movies that I had on my list that I moved off because they're not that bad. You know, that's questionable. And I had to, when I had to really kind of nail it down, it was like, okay, this, I kind of, maybe I'm in the minority, but I consider this a good movie. Right. There's, there's some that, that made it to my honorable mentions list for that reason as well. Right. Yeah. And I think. That's what I had a hard time figuring out is what's a bad movie? Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then it's, of course, because we, we leave it to each, each uh, um, panelist to decide what, what the criteria is and what, what we're going to talk about. We didn't really decide what a bad movie was going to be. I mean, we could have e easily said something like, well, it's got to be under 30 on Rotten Tomatoes or, yeah. you know, whatever. Right. But we didn't do that. We just said you objectively have to to say, yeah, I know this is a pretty bad movie, but I freaking love it anyway. Exactly, yeah. That's, that's I think, our criteria all lined up there, yeah. Okay, Yeah. all right. So um, I think what we should do here, since... It's very unusual for me to to be on a podcast with anyone of the female persuasion. I think we're going to go with ladies first. Okie doke. So, your number five for guilty pleasure, bad movie. Red Dawn. Wow. Oh, interesting. Okay, so Red Dawn definitely makes my honorable mentions list. Nice. Um it's uh, and and I think we're both talking about the original Red Dawn, not the remake that they did. Yes, definitely the original. Forget okay. that remake. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's just a bad movie. I don't know that anyone <laughs> saw the remake. I did, unfortunately. Okay, um, okay I, so I never actually saw Red Dawn until we showed it to you. Oh, that was it. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, and, and it, I, I have to say. I hadn't seen it when, when you and I watched mm -hmm. it that time. Or I think it was actually you, me, Ulrika, maybe even Anne at I, it, the time. Yeah, because I was living. We were living here. Yeah. Yeah, and so um, I hadn't seen it in a while when we watched it, and I was like, "Wow, this is just." It brought me back into the <laughs> '80s so much because of like 
the whole Cold War era right. effect of of that is how we felt in, during the Cold War, right? That, that's what we felt like in the '80s, and I think that's why it's such a guilty pleasure for me and and her too. Definitely. Yeah. All right, so Dave, number five. Okay, so my number five is uh, it's comedy. It's like terrible, but I have watched this so many times. And it's Al Yankovic's movie, UHF. Oh, good entry. <laughs> you know, it's, I, I remember liking, like loving it when it was in college. And then f- like I would show it to a girlfriend or something and not being able to get through it because it, yeah. and then when you watch it with somebody who doesn't share all of your sensibilities, you get to feel the pain as they're watching it. <laughs> and like that, the first half an hour is a slow slog. It is. You know, until, basically until yeah, Kramer shows up. Kramer shows up until they get into the, the TV show parodies. Yep. It's rough. Yeah, it is. And Al Yankovic is not a good actor. <laughs> no, no, no. And uh, there are, I mean, there's some funny jokes in that and there's some great, you know, spoofs and yeah. stuff, but it's, it's and a it, rough movie. <laughs> And it was not a well-made movie. Either. No, no. Uh, you know, the, there was the, there was some rough transitions. I remember there was some. Yeah, um, that's a that's a good 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 movie for the list. Yeah. I, awesome. So for me, I started out with Conan the Barbarian on for my number five. Okay. And then I said no, 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 no. Conan the Destroyer. That would be. And then I was like, no, actually, if if we're, if, if I'm going to be really honest. <laughs> I got to go with Red Sonja. I knew you were going there. <laughs> yeah. It's like Red Sonja is, it is so terrible. It is like, ah, it, it is beyond bad. And I, I don't know. I, it's, it's part of the third, yeah. third part of the Conan series. And but I not really. It. I know. It's not really. <laughs> it's, but it's a, it's a, it's a spiritual sequel. <laughs> right. It's, it's, it, exactly. It's the, it's the spiritual third to yeah. the Conan. And I still love it. I just, I don't know why. I think it's just so far over the top yeah. that I don't even mild, mind the child acting in it. Oh, it's just... God, that was the kid, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. So yeah. Wasn't he the one in that sidekick show? Yes. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so, yeah, so Red Sonja comes in at number five. Love it. Love it. All right, uh, on to number four, Ulrika. All right, I actually just thought of this one, St. Elmo's Fire. Ooh. I'm back to the 80s. Those just, I love those 80s movies, but I have to say, the Rat Pack or... Brat, the Brat, Brat Pack, pack yeah. that's what it is. Like, they, they're so bad. <laughs> so, hmm. Would you, would you call St. Elmo's Fire a bad movie? I have never seen it. Oh. Ooh. It was one of those movies that was super popular when it came out, and I, of course I heard everything, and then there was the songs and the music from it and all this stuff, and I was like... John Parr. I don't... Uh, I just... There was nothing about it. I didn't know enough about it to want to go see it. I didn't know... I still have no idea what it's about. It's so, not really about anything. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. well, okay. It's one of those sort of John Hughes types things where... It, it's not really about anything. It's just it's yeah. a coming of age sort of movie, right? Right, right. right. Um, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. It is bad. It, you're right. <laughs> just for the hair in the movie alone, it's bad. So uh, that's a good entry. I, I, I but I, so that's that's your guilty pleasure. You will you will watch. Oh, that. Yeah, and, and I'd probably watch it with her. Nice. Yeah. 
right, number four. Okay, my number four is, I think, a crowd pleaser. And it took a while for me to realize it was a bad movie. Um, but it is the Patrick Swayze classic, Roadhouse. My, another one on my honorable mentions uh-huh. list. It's number two on my honorable <laughs> mentions list. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, just the classic lines that once you watch it again, you're like, okay, that's kind of dumb. The whole movie's kind of fucking dumb. dumb. It is. The, Sam Elliott but, saves it. Uh, Sam Elliott saved and No. And Ben Gazzara. Patrick Swayze well, okay. saves it. <laughs> it's true. But he's also part of a large part of the dumbness in it, too. <laughs> you know? But uh, no, no, no. I, just, I, I can't argue. I, I remember no, no. being so into that movie in high school or whenever it came out. I was like, yeah, this is such a great movie, and he's such a badass. And then you watch it again, it's like, oh, this is trash, but I still love it. <laughs> and, and Jeff Healy? Jeff Healy, right? Uh, oh, man. Yeah. The, the, the blind guitarist, yep. the whole... Um, it, 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 like I said, it's on my list. Uh, yeah. It's definitely on my list. So my number four, um, and this is kind of going to go into the obscurity a little bit, uh, but it does have two very, very mainline actors in it. And it's Harley Davidson and the Marble Man. And this is Don Johnson and uh, Mickey Rourke doing a 80s... Uh, it, it was done in the eight, 80s or early 90s, yeah. and it was uh, a near-future sort of thing going on. Yeah, it was kind of set in the near future. They had these these new drugs, and there was the new guns and all this stuff uh, at the time. Now everything's dated as hell. But um, and then these were just two down on their luck dudes doing crime to try and save a bar, I think, or some. I I I don't know. It's it's basically the Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid of of the eighties, and I ate it up, and I still eat it up. I love it. Interesting. I've only seen the pool scene where they're playing pool. Okay. Um, so I haven't seen the whole movie, so I didn't realize it was like a slightly future oh, thing. We need to we need to rectify that because <laughs> I think I actually think you'll like this is the best yeah. thing, including Miami Vice, this is the best thing I've seen Don Johnson. Okay. And this was like the heyday of both of them. Oh yeah. And like probably right before they both dropped off the map. Oh yeah. This dropped them off the map, <laughs> yeah. I think. Um, and, and one of the Baldwin boys is in it, too. Oh, really? He's the bad guy. Nice. Yeah, so, again, it, we're talking about bad movies that are guilty pleasure. This is just like, this is the epitome of a guilty pleasure bad bad movie. Nice. Okay, so let's move on. Number three, we're, half, we're getting halfway. Halfway through, and my next one is Banger Sisters. Now, do either of you even know who's in Banger Sisters? I've never uh, heard of this movie. It's not... Uh, Susan Sarandon. It's um, it is Susan Sarandon, and um, with the oh, the, the chick who fucked up her lips. That's married to um, uh, Kurt, Russell. Kurt Russell. Yeah, Goldie Hawn. Goldie Hawn. <laughs> so chick I know who fucked up her lips. <laughs> I was thinking Lana Del Rey. Like, uh, <laughs> and, and the only reason I know this is because it's it's on my my thing, and I've seen this the picture of these two on the. Because I flipped through the movies, and so yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, so these two decide to meet up again after many years. In the 60s, they used to uh, hang out and, you know, were... Um, what, do you want? what are they? Not roadies. What are they called? Groupies? Yeah. Groupies. Groupies, yes. And one of them's still a groupie, and the other one, you know pretend she's not but in reality she really is and it's totally unrealistic but it's totally fun 
so this is where the the chip chick flick invasion comes into right. our conversation, and we knew it was going to happen, <laughs> um, and that's why we wanted yeah. you on the show actually because it, it it brings in a little bit of variety because <laughs> with Dave and I it's always just going to be you know the action or sci-fi or whatever. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so this is this brings in some of the the fun spice that we were hoping to when we brought Ulrika onto the show. All right. So number three, Dave. Number th- my number three, uh, and I think I'm. I know we've talked about this before. Is uh, is shoot 'em up? What is that? It's uh, Clive Owen, and um. Uh, what's, what's her name, name? from oh, the, the Monica Bellucci? Yeah. And Paul Giamatti as the bad guy. Yeah. And he's the best, but well, so... He's a very surprisingly convincing bad guy yeah. in this one. Oh, yeah. So it is a ridiculous movie about, and it's, the shoot 'em up describes the movie perfectly. It's one long gun battle, essentially, right? You know, Monica... The sex scene with shooting going on. Also the birthing scene. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, and a birthing so scene. So the, the movie begins with Mona Bellucci's character having a baby and getting shot at, and then Clive Owen saves her, and the whole movie is them trying to save her and the baby and get away from the bad guys. No, 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 wait. You, you, that's Did I mess right. that up? Yeah, the, the, the mother dies. Oh, the mother dies. Yes. The, the, the Belu- uh, Monica that's right. Monica Bellucci is not the mother. She, no, she no, comes in later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He takes what? the baby to the prostitute. He to takes her, the baby to the right. prostitute, yeah, yeah. and they go from there. Yeah. Oh, it's just, it's a, it's a ridiculously, oh, yeah. right. everything about this movie was done to film the most ridiculous, I mean, the reason for this movie was to film the most ridiculous Gun battles in history, yeah. and that's all that this movie was about: was filming the yeah. most ridiculous gun battles how, in history. How can we write enough plot to do these crazy gun fight scenes? And they did, and they did, and it works. And and the thing is, you could have done this, and I wouldn't care for it. But the way they did it, the tone, the sense of humor, it just, it just, the stupid washes over me, and I love it. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I. I don't own that one, which is why that didn't make my list, yeah. but um, I wish I'd have thought of it because it's a very valid entry into the yeah. list. Yeah. Uh, my number three is... Oh. Uh, and, and again, this, this is going back to my number five because on my, my, my list of, of um, honorable mentions, I had escaped from L.A., and an escape from New York. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, oh you my know, god, I didn't even think of Kurt Russell. You know, the Carpenter films. He's everything he's done. <laughs> well, yeah. But the Carpenter films, I'm thinking, no, there is one that is even more of a guilty pleasure, and I love this movie. It stars Pam Greer. Well, it's a cameo by Pam Greer. Uh-huh. Um, and That's a bit of a difference, stars and cameo. Well, well she's <laughs> in the first, she's basically the star of the first act. Okay. Um, and it's Ghosts of Mars. Oh, yeah, we watched this. Oh, it is so good. <laughs> it's so it is. bad. What are you talking about? It's so bad. Uh, and, and this movie, I own it because there were three Mars movies that year. Yep. And I took my wife to two of them. And then I wanted to go to the third, and she didn't want to go. And, and she said, okay, we'll go, we'll go. And then it kept, went out of theaters really quickly because, well, it's, it's a bad movie, but it's yeah. freaking awesome. And so she said, I'm sorry. This was early in our relationship. She said, I'm sorry, I'll buy it for you when it comes out. Okay. And she did. Yeah. And I own it. And it is awesome. No. No. <laughs> I'm just shaking my head. No. I know. Uh, you, you don't watch it with me. I watch it when you go to bed and I have an extra scotch. That's the night I watch it. But I love it. 
Um, Natasha Hendridge, uh, it's not iced tea, it's... it's uh, Ice Cube? Ice Cube. Um, you had a 50-50 shot there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's, it's just... It's, it's Mars, it's zombies on Mars, basically. Right. Um, and and like the sets look like sets. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, it's, it's, <laughs> it, it is a classically terrible movie. Yeah. And I mean, it was, it was filmed to be that way. Like, it yeah. was filmed as a bad movie, a B movie, right? Right. And it, it hit all of the spots that I really, really wanted for, for this movie. And so, yeah, it comes in at number three. Nice. All right. So going back to what you would call sanity, what's your number two? We're at number two already? We are yeah. two. All right. So my number two also has Patrick Swayze in it. Mm-hmm. It's Tu Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar. Do you guys know that one? Of course. I've seen it. You've made me watch it. I've even seen Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, that it was made after. Yeah. That's right. And I think Priscilla, Queen of the Desert is a, is a really good movie. Yeah. It, it's a well-made movie. Yeah. And I agree with you that Tu Wong Fu is a bad, bad movie. Uh, not necessarily a terrible movie, but it is a bad movie. It's not as good as Priscilla Queen of the Dead. No, but it's not terrible, but it's bad. Yeah. It is bad. It, I mean, you have Wesley Snipes <laughs> and uh, Patrick Swayze and John, I always pronounce as... Like Wazama. Yes, yeah. thank yeah. you, Dave. And just, they make... Well, Wesley Snipes makes the ugliest woman ever. <laughs> but the thing is, I mean, let's go back to what the movies, this movie, and and uh, Priscilla Queen of the Desert was really about was was drag queens, which is very much different than you know even the cross dressing and right. transgender yeah. scene. Drag queens are well, a lot of the guys are hetero, right? Mm-hmm. They, they they're not they're not even gay guys, right. and and this is just a, a thing that they enjoy doing. So. Um, looking masculine is not a bad thing, but you're right in this case that <laughs> Wesley Snipes does make a very ugly, ugly, ugly woman. Yeah. He does. But Patrick Swayze, no matter what he looks like, he's number one for me. <laughs> well, I'm glad it was Tu Wong Fu and Fair not enough. Priscilla Queen of the Dead. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Dave, number two. Okay, my number two is, so now in the, I, the way I tried to rank these was sort of like, because it, it gets hard trying to, trying to I agree. put them in the ranking. So what I did was like the further the divide between how bad it is and how much I like it, <laughs> right? Or maybe it's just how bad it is because these movies are just getting worse and worse as we go up the list. So this is a movie by one of my least favorite directors, He's never made a good film. Okay. He's made a lot of popular films, oh. he, uh, especially l- lately. Um, oh, Zack Snyder. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So he did. He has done the latest Superman and Batman movies. He's done. He did. The previous Superman movie, I yeah. think, didn't he? Oh, I know what this movie is now. I mean, you do, right? Yeah. It is the Wall to Wall Beefcake Three Hundred. Yeah. It's a terrible, terrible movie. It is full of posturing and and poor lines that are just given melodrama and you know t- terrible history. Just forget. Oh yeah, yeah forget yeah, the yeah. I mean, it, historical. It's based actors. on a comic. It's based so on a comic. Let's and give him that. Give him that. And he, he when he does comic adaptations, he's pretty faithful to the comic I don't for know. better or he's worse. Pretty much fucked up DC, but yeah. 
and even even so, Frank Miller is not as good as people think he is either. <laughs> Frank Miller has so many hits and misses, yeah. right? And everybody thinks that everything Frank Miller does is a hit. I think Frank Miller's had some good hits. He's had some good He's stuff. He's had some really rough yeah, misses, right? And I didn't I didn't read the three hundred cartoon or comics, so I yeah, I don't know if it's I, a hit or miss. I think I've read it once a while ago. I'm pretty sure it's the same as the movie. Yeah, it's whatever. So the the only thing that that would have rescued three hundred from from my bad movie list, yeah, um, not that it's not a bad movie, but the cinematography in it was really really fantastic. It's really cool. Uh, and that's why I like watching it. Is yeah. like it's the, it's just constant and and, and basically it's it's uh, Zack Snyder's go to. It's like yeah. super slow mo. All right, super slow mo, and then this and that. And, you know, and the thing is, so, there's so much of it was CGI yeah. that they did the same thing Avatar did, was they made the whole thing look somewhat fake, yeah. so that you couldn't tell when the CGI was coming yep. in. And and I think uh, since it was one of his first, well, one of his first breakouts. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I guess. I, I, I'm with you. I have a soft spot for it as well. It's not on my list because I didn't think of it, but yeah. I, I'm, I guess I'm trying to defend it, but I shouldn't because it, <laughs> it is a bad movie. It's a bad yeah. movie. And it, but it's like, it's Gerard Butler's arguably his best oh role. Oh, God, yeah. Right? And, and, and it has everybody in it. Oh, and, and um, the, the, the queen. Uh, yeah, Lena, Lena Headley. Yes. Um, Fastbender's in it. Yeah. Um, uh, Faramir from from right. the Lord of the Rings. It's like the, everybody's, yeah, everybody's in this movie. In this movie. Yeah. And the 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 uh, Xerxes dude from from Stargate yep. and, and Crying Game. That guy's and it's like just the visual stuff going on is amazing. And none of it makes right. any sense. It's a complete oh, yeah. I mean, crazy pants. Yeah. But you know. <laughs> but the visuals are worth it alone, and I think yeah. that's why it makes. It makes the list easily because the visuals, yeah. yeah. It's one of those things you just put on the background and yep. have fun with. All right, so my number two, I don't even know if either of you are going to know this movie, but it's called Blood of Heroes. No. Oh. It stars Rutger Hauer in a post-apocalyptic movie where he and his team of juggers... Are, are and juggers I'll, I'll get into this it is a sport that is is sort of football sort of um it, it's just a really violent sport that he and his troop go town to town playing uh, different towns in this sport and it's like all these towns are like you know tents and, and basic like it's it's a fucking wasteland it's a desert wasteland and they get good enough that they decide they're going to go into one of the cities to challenge one of the 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 pro teams, right? And the cities are all underground, and they're like... It's just an amazing movie, and I don't even know if it class up qualifies as bad, because I'd have to have someone else watch <laughs> it with me and, and decide if it's bad. It, no, it's bad. But it is just... The world building is fun, and everything that goes on is fun, and I don't know, it, I, I will sit... I bought this on iTunes again <laughs> not that long ago because I realized that my DVD copy hadn't been ripped and the DVD was not was scratched up so no. I had to anyway this is just a this is such a guilty pleasure and if uh, it, since Dave hasn't seen it that's probably what we're going to do tonight right see Rucker Hauer like Kurt Russell is another one of those that I should have just tried to looked up all their movies right because right? everything he does is like Sits on that line where it could be amazing or it could be completely trash. Hobo with a shotgun, trash. man. Hobo shotgun was, was, is like was amazingly 
good bad stuff, you know. And that was in the slot. Yeah, but but yeah. the shotgun, I think, is a better better movie than this. Yeah, and it was just this is the this is classic Rutger Hauer. Yeah, but even like Blade Runner, which is a good movie. Like, he gives this over-the-top performance, which in a lesser movie would have been super cheese, you know? But see, he doesn't give the over-top performance in this one. Okay. He's like the, he's the straight man in this one. He's like the, 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 grounding, the grounding force in this one. And, and it's basically everyone around him, this ensemble cast that he's got going, that, that um, it's got, oh, from Daredevil, uh, the the kingpin from Daredevil. Oh, Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah, Vincent, yeah, he's oh. in it. <laughs> uh, so That's funny. I started watching something with Rutger Hauer, and it's a it's a TV show about Vikings. I can't remember the name. I watched the first episode, wow. and now I can't remember the name of it, and I, or, or even what service I watched it on. He would make an amazing Viking. Yeah, he plays like the old wise Viking who who was like the king, but now he's blind, and so like his son runs the band now and now they've invaded England and you know it's cool. really good I've heard that about that but I, I can't picture it yeah, someone I else told remember. me I'll have really to look good. it up I'll have to look it up I just remember that he was in it <laughs> yeah. alright anyway that, that was okay. my number two that's two um, and yeah I'm going to have to subject that to you one of these days oh maybe. yeah I'm down alright so we're down to number one honey <laughs> number one Muriel's Wedding Okay, so this is one that I don't know. I, I've seen it on my list, but I've never actually watched it with you. And most of the time, it's probably because you're having one of those days where you just need to sit on the couch, veg, and watch a chick flick, and I go into the shop. You'd hate this movie. ABBA <laughs> all over it. Oh, God. She sings ABBA throughout the whole movie. But you might like it because it's Tony Collette. Is the main character of Muriel. Can I watch it on mute? <laughs> sure. Why won't not? get much out of it, but sure. Well, I mean, does she get changed in it a couple of times? No, now I'm channeling Chris. Anyway. Yeah. No channeling Chris, thank you. <laughs> but so Muriel wants to get married so badly, and she sings ABBA songs and finds out that she doesn't need to get married. Because life is good without a guy. Well, so she thinks, but you know. But it's <laughs> super fun, and I watch it. I love it. Well, I'm hoping you found this after you got married to me, because um, that would have changed your mind. Oh, jeez. <laughs> good right? thing, good thing. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, that's. I guess a solid pick for number one. I I would not watch that and. For you to have it as a guilty pleasure is just fantastic because that means more time in the shop for me. So, so you admit that it's a bad movie then? Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> I've, I've never seen. It. I have no. Oh, you haven't seen it either. No. Okay, that's what we're watching later. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, no, no. I already. You got to add it to the. We got like fifteen movies we got to watch tonight. <laughs> All right, Dave, you're up. All right. This one I thoroughly enjoyed when it came out in the movie, and I think I was in. High school or college, working at the movie theater in Quakertown when it came out. Um, it was so much fun. And I remember leaving the theater, and my friend was saying, oh, it was just like a comic book or something. I was like, yeah, it was like a comic book. That's what was fun about it. Um, and 
it wasn't until much later that I, I like realized that it was kind of universally reviled as a terrible movie. Wow. Yeah. And then I went back and, and I've seen it a couple of times and I don't know, it's yeah, it's it's bad. It's it's not good. Yeah. But it is so it's one of those things where they just went for it. You know, it, it's so out there that if that weird stuff that they do tweaks you in the right way, then good. Sure. Otherwise, because it is fucked up. <laughs> uh, and it is the Bruce Willis classic, Hudson Hawk. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was reviled, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Except I liked it, too. Well, okay. I, just, I mean, you and I are good friends for a reason. Yeah, right? Yeah. 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 But, but you're right. That is a terrible movie. It is. And, but, it, again, it's another one that has everybody. Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, it has everybody, and, and neither none of them will admit doing it. No, no. No, no, that didn't happen. Yeah. You know, sort of thing. Oh, wow. Good choice. Good good number one. I ha- yeah. So, and, and it's good, because I think this is a, a, a great... Uh, with, with me knowing my number one, this is a great representation of, of three completely different genres of okay. movies for for number one. Yeah, because my number one was something that I actually got you, Dave, and Matt to watch for one of your other podcasts, The Cutting Room. F- no, not Cutting Room Floor. It was the one that, we, that you were doing a B movie review. Yeah, that was the Cutting Room Floor. Yeah, cutting Room yeah. Floor. Um, I love this movie. I love this oh, movie. Oh, I know what since, you're going to do. Yeah, you know it now. <laughs> yep. I love this movie since since the the early 90s when when I first found it in a video store somewhere uh-huh. and and started and, and watched it for the first time and went, "Holy crap, I must own this." And I paid way too much for this movie the first time I bought it. It was on VHS and I paid like I don't know, I paid like 90 bucks for it or something oh, back then right, getting right. know, getting movies on VHS before they realized that Right. Selling movies to home video wouldn't really destroy the market. Exactly. Yeah. And so I paid way too much the first time I bought this movie. No regrets. None. Zero. <laughs> and I could even spell regrets oh. wrong and tattoo it on my chest and still none. No regrets. <laughs> um, such and the, a terrible movie. <laughs> oh, it is, it is such a terrible movie, but I love this movie, and it is Cherry 2000. Mm. Um, I have not subjected my wife to this yet. Good. Uh, yeah, because she, she wouldn't. <laughs> I can tell, because you're yeah. still married. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is Meg Ryan. But I like Meg Ryan. Yeah, you wouldn't like her in this. First role. <laughs> it is, a again, a post-apocalyptic thing. I, yeah. I, I seem to have a thing for that, I guess. Yeah. Um, and it's this this guy who fries his sex bot slash wife because he's doing it with her on the floor of his kitchen and the dishwasher overflows. And the entire premise of the movie is he's trying to find this chassis or body again to, you know, reinsert her personality into it, and a terrible personality. Um, And he hires Meg Ryan as a tracker who's running a really hot Ford Mustang, and they go into this, this wasteland. It's just a... Yeah, so they've stopped making this model of sex bot, and yeah. the only chassis that are left are in like storage, storage in, the, in, Las, in Vegas, Las Vegas, which has been buried you in know, sand. It's a DMZ or whatever, yeah, and, and they've got to traverse the uh, wilderness and the all these roving bands of raiders to try and get there. It's so and, awesome! Oh, oh my god! I, I don't know. It hit every 
awesome point of yeah. bad movie for I think me. it was one of those things, like a lot of these, where you saw it at the right age. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it, just, it struck this chord with me where yeah. it was just like, it was the right amount of absurdity that was just like, I, I this is, this is terribly <laughs> awesome. But yeah, that comes in yeah. at number one. Yeah, that's a good one. I, I, when I was researching, so to, for my research, I looked up the, the lowest rated 250 on IMDb. Mm-hmm. I looked up all the movies that uh, the Grady's had, looked, had done. Right. All the movies that the Film Sack have done. Right. And this showed up on Film Sack. And I went by it and I looked at it. And I was like, ooh, that one's really bad. But it's not a guilty pleasure for me. <laughs> right. Of course. Yeah. And, and I, I mean, I listened to your podcast when yeah. you did it. Right. And I mean, you guys had fun with it, enough fun with it. But, yeah. But I could tell it was like, yeah, no, they didn't get it the way I did. Right. Like, it did not <laughs> resonate the way it did with me. Um, I, the, and the, so the way I did my list, um, it, now that we're talking about that part, is I decided that, A, uh, I had to own the movie. Mm-hmm. Because for me, if it's guilty play, I, I own a large library of movies. I, I mean, my library of movies is is probably over a thousand at this point, easy. So... For me, if it's a guilty pleasure, it's something I have to be able to say, you know, it's, it's a Saturday night, I've had an extra scotch, my wife's gone to bed, I'm still awake, I want to throw this on now. I don't want to have to surf through cable channels or whatever, or, you know, find it on a streaming service. I just want to be able to go through my movies and put it on and go, okay, I'm watching this. So that was one of my criteria. So for me, a lot of it was just flipping through my my server going, okay, which, which movies do I have, which ones do I classify as? Well, which ones do other people classify as bad? Sort of <laughs> right. thing. Um, and then generating my list. And it turns out that I have a very long, long list. Mm-hmm. Um, my honorable mention list is ooh, probably about 12 movies, hmm. 12, 13 movies long. Um, it's, and I mean, we should probably go to our, to our initial person and go, what is your method for picking the movies. You did it short, in short notice because we just asked you if you wanted to join right before we recorded, so you were like, oh yeah, I can do this easy, and... It wasn't so easy. (laughs) So I kind of did the same thing Quint did. I went and looked at our list of movies that we own, because, like him, if I own it, I really like it, and I want to watch it whenever I want to watch it. So I knew that my guilty pleasures would be in our list of uh, movies we own. But then deciding what qualified as a bad movie was the hardest part. I kind of like Dave's idea of looking at the Rotten Tomatoes thing, but then that's someone else's idea of a bad movie, not necessarily my idea of a bad movie. Right. Because I was looking just at uh, just the... My number two and number one, Tu Wong Fu, Rotten Tomatoes gave it like a 30, but Muriel's Wedding, it had a 75. I thought Muriel's Wedding was pretty popular. It was popular, <laughs> yeah. but that doesn't necessarily mean it was good. <laughs> you see, and that's the thing. Yeah. Like, and that was why I was like, I have, to, I have to objectively say, yes, I admit this is a bad movie that I like it. Right. So I, I think that's... <clears throat> yeah. You and I did the same. Yeah, we did the same. What about you, Dave? So I... I didn't require that I would own it because I don't own that many. I did look through my DVD collection, but yeah. I haven't added to that in a long time, and I haven't bought a movie for a long time except right. for a, a few. 
Um, and so I think for some reason, my like my short list was a lot shorter than than yours. Like I don't have a lot of I have a few honorable mentions, but I think I've only seen them all once or maybe twice. Okay. So it's like okay, I thought I like these movies even though they were bad, but I haven't like gone back and rewatched them. Okay. Um, there's probably more. Li- I mean, I my long list had things like. Top Secret and Airplane. And it's like, well, they're right. not bad. But they're they're I, like they're, no, I, I would not. They're just like cheesy comedies. Yeah, you know? I would not qualify a lot of the the yeah. Abrams movies as bad. <clears throat> right. I, I mean, Top Secret's probably one of their worst because it. I mean, the for sure. various reasons that we right. discussed on but, the Grades. But, but, but I think it's also. Uh, um, I think it's also uh, an iconic movie. Yeah. Right. 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 And, and right. where whereas anytime something becomes iconic, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily. I can't rule it as bad. Because if it becomes an icon of any sort, even if it's an icon of cheese or yeah. of goofballery or whatever, yeah. it has become an icon. So enough people enjoyed it, and the filmmaking was good enough that it's no longer a bad movie. Yeah. So yeah. So I didn't really come up with it, other than my five, and maybe one or two. I just no. I only have five in my honorable mentions. I've only seen one of the two of them more than once. Okay. Well, let's go through your honorable mentions then. So. I, ha- I just threw the, these were in the long list. I was just brainstorming with them, and there's two of them that are just weird: Dead Snow and Iron Sky. Oh, Iron Sky! Oh, right. Oh, that was um, that was terrible. But it that was, was terribly awesome. It was fantastic. Yeah. So, so they're both these weird like Nazi movies, yeah. right? So, Dead Snow is about. Uh, Nazi zombies in Finland or something. I didn't see that one. Um, yeah, it's like these kids go to a cabin in the woods in Finland or whatever, and then it happens to be this place where <laughs> a bunch of Nazis died in World War II, and they all come come up as zombies, and they got to fight them off, right? Okay. Fan- just like stupid fun, right? Yeah. <clears throat> there's also a sequel. Um, <laughs> oh, wow, there's a sequel. Yeah. Uh, Iron Sky is, is a... Speculative fiction about how zombie uh, Nazis at, after World War II, like instead of just fleeing to Argentina, they 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 fled to a base on the moon, yeah. right? And then in the whatever eighties or nineties or whatever two thousands, they have been building up their army and they come back to invade the Earth from the moon. It's bananas, you know. <laughs> okay, palm to exactly face. right. It but, was bananas, but so the the thing that got me into Iron Sky was uh, that they, they did a previous one, which which was a, a uh, Star Trek thing. This was the same. Oh, and those it, guys, yeah, right. Yeah. And it's the same Finnish uh, mm-hmm. troupe of, of filmmakers yeah. that did the... Did the, the Star Wreck in, in the Pyrkening? Yes, Star Wreck yeah. in the Pyrkening, yeah. whatever it was called. Yeah. And... The, so when they did, when they announced Iron Sky and they put out a trailer and all this stuff, they, I think they did a really good job. But oh, yeah. you're right; it's a bad. Movie. It's bad. Production values are quite good. Good, yes. Yeah. But but the movie itself, the movie I mean, it, was, just it was like designed to be a bad bonkers. Movie. And it was yeah. it had to be in the 2000s because Sarah Palin was there, <clears throat> oh, or an actor with Sarah, with, yeah, as Sarah playing Palin, Sarah Palin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it oh was, yeah, that was recent. Yeah, yeah. It was fairly recent, and I agree with you that that makes that's a good on the short list. Yeah. Uh, the other ones on my short list are Harlem Nights. Which I had seen with Matt when it was in theaters, and then I hadn't seen it for a long time, and then they did it on the Grady's, and I watched it again after that. I was like, 
I got damn, this is a fucking funny movie. I mean, it's stupid, but <laughs> it's really funny. I have not seen it. Oh, uh, it, yeah, it's like Eddie Murphy and Red Fox and a bunch of black actors. Oh, shit, Eddie Murphy it. and Red Fox, oh, yeah. I'm in. And doing, like, black gangsters in oh, in gangster God. time of of oh, earlier 1900s. It's, it's great. Uh, Danny Aiello's in it. It's, it's, it's oh, really wow. funny. Yeah, check it out. Definitely. Good. The, yeah. the opinions were mixed on the Grady's, let's just say. You know, <laughs> and, and here's the thing. I mean, I'm a fan yeah. of, of 80s movies as well, so that's why I listen to yeah. the Grady's as well. So that's what I, that's actually why I, it didn't make my top five. It's because I think it's actually pretty good. Right. Yeah. And that, that was why some of the, my honorable yeah. mentions fell off, too. Um, Empire Records. Have you ever seen Empire Records? I have not. It's this great little indie movie. It, it, it has a bunch of actors who were like teenagers at the time, and it was kind of their start. Like, um, Liv, I think Liv Tyler's in it, mm. and uh, a couple other actors you'd recognize now. And it's a bunch of, ki- bunch of teenagers that work at this record store, and um, it's like an independent record store, and it's about to get sold to some conglomerate, right. and they want to try and save it. And they have a big whatever, but it's basically it's about the interaction between all these kids. They're all kind of screw ups, right? And they've all got their dramas playing out. But and then the guy that manages it, who doesn't own it, but he manages it, and he's cool too. And he wants to save it and keep it independent. And they're trying to buy it away from the owner who wants to sell it to the. Right. And it's just one. It's it's that thing. Oh, what's so, her name? Bridget Jones is in it. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, no, Renee Zellweger. Renee Zellweger. Yeah. It's like her first role. And she's great, you know. And it's just this great little goofy, quirky. But I was like, I love this movie. But I actually think it's good. So it's and, not, and it's it's not a, a bad... it's a story. So yeah, it's exactly. Those, yeah. yeah. And, that, and, and the thing is, I think one of the reasons that I like a lot of the YA stuff, that's the, the young adult stuff that's yeah. out there right now, um, even though a lot of it's cheesy, I, I read some of the books, I read some of the, or watch some of the movies, and I like it because the coming of age story is a fun story to watch. Yeah, I agree. I agree. The, I'll just give you one line that I just love. This line from the movie: <laughs> the guy, one of the, the goofy kids who's working a cash register, and he's he's busy checking people out and doing stuff. And then the phone rings, and he picks it up, and he goes, "Empire Records, up until midnight. Midnight." And that line cracks me up every time. <laughs> Why? Right. Because right, you know, when because the person just asked. How, how late are you, you open? <laughs> right, midnight. Oh. Midnight. midnight. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh man! And the opening scene in that movie is just classic, but and it sort of sets the whole thing in motion. It's it's really fun. I guess we need to watch it. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. I would I definitely mean, recommend it. Yeah, no, like I yeah. said, I love coming of age movies, yeah. and this sounds like another one that's that's. Mm-hmm. Around a, um, and if it's set around music, that's always great too because yes. that means the soundtrack's going to be good, right? Yeah. And I and that's one of the things that I think is missing in today's movies is soundtracks. Yes. You know, there's been some interesting videos online about how how movie soundtracks are getting just deadened because well, yeah, I mean it, they are they're all using yeah. the same thing and right. the same they're not even soundtracks anymore they're they're mm-hmm. just uh, sound bites right and, and <clears throat> it, it's like in the eighties. They used into almost entire fucking songs in the soundtrack. You know, mm-hmm. you think about Top Gun, right? That, that, they used 
Yeah. The entire song's in the movie. You think about, like, yeah. So, uh, one of the things that I was listening to uh, on a different podcast, Neozaz podcast, the uh, um, the Neg-, Neg One podcast, today was I was listening to their one of their old episodes, which was Highlander, which was, like, the entire Queen soundtrack. Right. right. So, yeah. those are the types of things that I miss in movies from the 80s and early 90s, is, like, they had soundtracks. Mm-hmm. And even the original scores are right. getting weaker and weaker now. Yeah. There was a whole thing about how all the Marvel Cinematic Universe stuff has completely forgettable music to it. It does. Yeah. Yeah, I watched that, that yeah. same thing that you were oh, talking yeah. about. And the final thing on my honorable mention, I think I've seen this twice, maybe, and it's terrible, and it's like a bad ripoff of a classic movie starring someone who can barely be called an actress... But for some reason, I don't know, I just liked it. It was barbed wire. <laughs> I don't know that one. So that it's Pam Anderson. Pamela Anderson got into movies and made a really terrible action movie. And, it's, and it basically the plot is a ripoff of Casablanca. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It's awful. It is really bad. I, I mean, I couldn't get through it. Really? Yeah, I don't know. I just maybe it's her, but I just I like hey, all right. I'll take this movie. <laughs> it's gotta be her. But it wasn't. It's but the thing is, I've I've only seen it maybe twice, so I can't call it a guilty pleasure because I haven't seen it in twenty, thirty years. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That that one was just. Uh, I was excited for it because well, you know, after yeah. watching her in Baywatch for for however right. many years, it was like. All right, let, let's do this. And it was just like I, I just couldn't get through it. I'm like, I would rather watch a rerun of Babe Watch. Yeah. Babe Watch, sorry. It was Babe terrible. Watch. Yeah, that's, that's what he said, right? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that was my uh, all right. My honorable, all right, honorable mentions. I got a few. Good. So my first two actually cracked me up because they have the same two main characters. <laughs> main characters. Or main characters. Or main actors. Actors, sorry, actors. The same two main actors. So one, 51st Dates, the other one, The Wedding Singer. Right. So they both have Drew Barrymore and Adam Sandler. And and see, I just cannot do Adam Sandler after um, the golf movie. Oh, that was a stupid movie, and that one doesn't count. No, I loved the golf. What no. was it? Uh, Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. That was the only movie I actually thought he and was he funny. He's terrible in, in that movie. <laughs> terrible. Uh, you're both right. He's terrible in all movies. Yeah. So th- this is how this is how my wedding, my marriage has been for years. Yeah, years, years. <laughs> but okay, so the wedding singer. It kind of it. It, I love that it has all the music, and so that's why it dropped off as a bad movie for me. It, okay. I would it, actually it, agree that the, the Wedding Singer, it, if, I mean, I classify the Wedding Singer as a chick flick. It, it's a total, they're both chick flicks. Yeah. Okay, so as a chick flick, the Wedding Singer is actually not a bad movie because I can sit through it, and I will, you know, if it's one of those days where you want to watch The Wedding Singer, I can begrudgingly sit through it with you, and it'll be okay. So, if it's a a chick flick that I can sit through, I will say it's not a terrible movie. Yes, I agree. And uh, I don't even know if you've watched Fifty First Dates with me. I don't really want to. Oh, well, I mean, 
that it it's just a quirky whole idea sure. that she has loses her memory every day and they he tries all these goofy ways to have Oh, it's a Groundhog Day movie. Right. That that's actually more interesting than than uh than what I thought. Oh, you so didn't, I might didn't actually realize what it was. Okay. No, I didn't okay. know what it was. So right. I might actually watch that with you. Well, maybe we'll try it. So those were my top two. And then um, the other two I had, one is Red Planet, which we kind of uh, <laughs> mentioned a yeah. little. And it's on my short list, or it was on my short list too. Here's the thing to me about Red Planet. All right, let's hear it. I don't think it's a bad movie. I know that the public thought it was a bad movie. It came out in the same year that Ghosts of Mars came out. It came out the same year that Mission to Mars came out. And Mission to Mars was first, and it was terrible. It was a very, very terrible movie. Red Planet came out, and it was Val Kilmer, mm-hmm. and it was uh, Carrie Ann Moss, and everybody thought, well, this can't be good. And there are there's a lot of flaws to it. I'll give it that. And there's a lot of things that they put You've in. already listed two of them. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Nah, just kidding. You, you need to watch it. I, yeah, I, honestly, I can't even tell you right now which of those three that I've seen. Mm. I know I've seen at least one of them. Yeah. Probably two. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> so for me, uh, I think Red Planet got a, got a raw deal just by the other movies. Sure. The other thing with um, Red Planet that I would mention is that the main plot point is The Martian. The movie The Martian. The movie The Martian. And the book okay. The Martian is the main plot point for the entire Red Planet. It, the Martian stole a ton of it. Hmm. The Martian stole a ton of scenes and, and things and okay. ideas from it. So that alone tells says to me, this wasn't a bad movie. It was just not received very well. And I would, anybody who's listening, I would encourage you to at least give it a shot. It It's what? Probably a two dollar rental at this point so you're not gonna lose any money you're probably right so it that's why it kind of dropped off the the top five it's kind of maybe sort of in there and my last one is also another one that i'm not sure i would call it a bad movie it's definitely a guilty pleasure though the outsiders another patrick swayze of course and all those other hunky Hell guys yeah, everybody. that I loved when I was younger. So I don't think it was a well-done movie. I think the book was much, much better. Um, but it, it's, a, it's definitely a classic. Classic, yes. coming of age. Yes. Kind of yeah. hit at the right time in the it's, 80s. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So that's yeah. why it also... No, I, yeah. didn't, it's at the bottom right. of my, you know... I wouldn't... Uh, See, it's, it's I, I don't think that's a bad movie. I believe that's a well-regarded movie. I think it is. Yeah. See, that's, what I, that's why I kind of waffled a little bit back and forth if I actually thought it was a bad movie. So Yeah, I, yeah, I think what it is is it's a dated movie. It's mm-hmm. a very dated movie. But yeah. I don't think it's a bad movie. No. no it was well-made. The production well made. values were good. The acting was good. Yeah. Um, the, the story was fantastic. Uh, it stuck true to the source material. And I think it was a very good movie. It's just very dated. Yeah. And, and it doesn't hold up necessarily very well just because of... of well, and because the, the source material even was, was doing... Um, it, it was talking about the times. It was talking about the 80s. It was talking about how 
gangs in the 80s worked. It was talking about how you know, poverty in the 80s worked and all that stuff. So I, I, was the 80s? I thought it was set in the 50s or something, wasn't it? No. Maybe. They were all greasers and... Greasers oh, yeah. and... Yeah. yeah. So I, all right, so, so yeah, I, I agree with Dave, and I agree with you, too, that I don't think The Outsiders would have qualified for mm -hmm. that movie. So I have a long list. I'm just going to start going through it. I'm going to, I'll put in a few interjections here and there. Don't give us a lot of detail. No. She just looked at my list. <laughs> I'm going to mention the ones that have already been mentioned, but not go into them because we've talked. Steel Dawn. Oh, yes. This is a Patrick Swayze movie. It's a futuristic movie. Again, post-apocalyptic thing. Yep. I don't know why this resonated with me when I watched it, but it did, and um, the chick was smoking. Uh, it was just fun. It was fun. I don't remember anything about that movie except his sword had a lot of holes in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it, was, it was like the 80s ninja stuff set in the future. <laughs> right, right. Um, Roadhouse, Alien Resurrection. Which was the fourth one? Yeah. Okay. It was the one written by Joss Whedon. And um, I liked it because, I mean, um, oh Christ, I'm blanking on the name. The guy that played Hellboy. Uh, Ron Perlman. Yeah, Ron Perlman was in it. Yeah. I loved his character in this one. Uh, there were so many good characters in this one, except Winona Ryder. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I don't know why it rang okay for me. I mean, I saw why people hated it as an alien movie. But I, I I enjoyed it, and I will watch it anytime. It's it's I have the entire anthology in my uh, on my server, and I'll watch it anytime. Uh, Moon forty four. Okay. This was I forget the guy's name. He was the guy who played um, Eddie in Eddie and the Cruisers, and he was doing a. Uh, it, it, this was a futuristic thing where you get sent to this moon, and they're flying helicopters of all things. Terrible movie. <laughs> Absolutely really bad movie. I love it. Um, Underworld. All of them. Yep. Demolition Man. Yeah, okay. All of it. Sure. Uh, Returner. This is a Japanese movie that uh, had a very limited release here. And we, uh, I went with Yari and somebody else to see it in a small theater in San Jose. I, I think it's an underrated movie. I'm not sure even if it is a bad movie, but it's, you know, aliens show up in the future and this chick comes back in time to try and rectify the, the initial first contact and all this. And there's this over-the-top gangster that's... It's... It, from the look on your face, you haven't seen this movie. I, I, I have to show this to you. I do. I, like, I feel like I've heard of it and it sounds familiar, but I, well, I can't think that I've seen it. Yeah. It might sound familiar because Yari and I couldn't talk about anything else for the next three weeks. <laughs> well, that's probably yeah. it then, yeah. Um, everything after the original Pirates of the Caribbean, I have a guilty pleasure for it. Okay. Two, three, four, five, I don't know how many they've done. I've watched them all and I love them. Okay. It's just... I, I, I can watch Johnny Depp doing that character forever. Um, basketball. No, that's a good movie. <laughs> that's a terrible movie. <laughs> and so that's why it's that yeah. low on my list, because no, I agree no, that it is a uh, great fair, fair enough. Um, 
Spawn, the live action Spawn. Oh yeah. A lot of people hated it because it wasn't very true to the comics and all that stuff, but I thought that it was a... I think it stands up to, to a lot of the comic book movies being made today. Yeah. Um, no, that was good. I like that one. I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen it since the first time I watched it, but I think I enjoyed it. Yeah. Chronicles of Riddick. Awesome movie. Yeah. Wait, no, no, no. The Chronicles of Riddick. That was yeah. terrible. No. <laughs> well, everybody says it's terrible. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of like a lot of it. I mean... Yeah. It had so many strong cast, uh, uh, yeah, so many strong uh, actors, performances, performances yeah. by by really strong actors, you know, and but it was a train wreck of a script. It kind of was a train wreck of a script, but it was like all I needed to see was Riddick doing Riddick for yeah. for two hours, and I was happy. I don't know. It I, had I, some good parts. Yeah, yeah, and then um, the entire V. The the entire V series. Oh, the TV series? Yes. <laughs> the, the, the two miniseries. Oh, God, if we want to go into TV guilty pleasures, man, that's a well, whole other podcast. I, I, only, I only include the, these because they were the miniseries, which were, you know, the two miniseries. Right. Kind of movies. Yeah. Sort of, but yeah. That wraps up my, my long list. All right. That was fun. That was fun. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, you feel free to, to sign or hit us up on Facebook and tell us how wrong we are. Um, tell us how wrong we are about calling these movies bad or telling us how wrong we are to call these movies good. Anyway, uh, this is us signing off, and I don't even know how Dave Fox signs this off anymore. Um, it's not oh I, I don't even, it's, it's not what you know, it's what you like. Isn't it something about every asshole has an opinion or something? Oh, yeah, well, every asshole, no. Uh, no opinions are like assholes, everyone opinions has Opinions are like one. assholes, everyone has one, yeah. yeah. And um, we clearly all have assholes. <laughs> clearly. You all are assholes. <laughs>